Hello and welcome to episode number 40 of the WP Cafe show with me, Keith Devon. And with me, Mark Wilkinson. We've made it to the big 4-0. Uh, over the hill. Over the hill, yeah. Oh well, it's yeah. going to get worse for me then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's good. Good 40, 40 episodes. Decent decent little milestone that, I think. So Yeah, yeah it is. Good. Yeah. So Good. thank you for joining us, everyone, today. We've got a few people watching along live. I'm sure a few of you will catch this later or on a podcast or something like that. So because we're obviously on all the podcast kind of catchers. Um, I think we're on all of them. Uh, and we're here live on YouTube, and you can catch us on YouTube afterwards as well. Um, so thanks for joining us today. We've got a few things to chat about today. Um, Mark, what are we, what's on the agenda? So we, I asked uh, earlier this week um, for questions. We always like taking questions from people. And I did get a question um, from, um, um, I can't remember the person's name. Let me click on the link uh, from Anthony Smith. So we've got a question to answer from Anthony. So thank you, Anthony, for your question. And we have got uh, a topic about our full site editing, which we are continuing with. So we've got some things to chat through about that. If you have done any full site editing, uh, you will probably know those things and if you've done any let us know how you get on as well and um, and then finally a bit of a sort of conversation that we saw on twitter about developers and things so we can touch on that uh, as well which yeah yeah so lots to discuss so we get straight into that question let's do it yeah um, um do you want me to read it out and then you can do your best answer or we can uh, both try and answer it but yeah we can definitely do that um just before we do uh hello to everyone who is currently saying hi in the chat so thank you to tony yeah. um excellent paul and is it silly silly, silly. yeah um yeah. so hi thanks for joining us and uh let us know if you have any questions um go for it let's see what anthony had to say okay so he says, the navigation block remains largely crap slash useless for anything other than the simplest of menus. I'd love to know what alternatives people use. Extending seems a non-starter at the moment. I've settled on max mega menu via a short code which defeats the object of FSC editor. So that was his comment. Slightly edited, but uh, for me. For me but... Okay, that's fine. Um yeah, great question. And yes, the navigation block, if anyone has ever used it in full site editing, is crap. Let's, let's be honest, it's not very good. I'm sure it's going to get some work at some point in the future, or I certainly hope that's going to be the case. Because mm -hmm. it is, I tried to use it on, I think it was on my personal site, actually. I was doing some work just trying to get the, I post a lot of code snippets on Twitter, and many people have suggested there should be a place where I can sort of collate all those. So I was adding that to my website. I wanted to put a link in the type in the menu, and it was horrific. Like yeah. actually, adding a link was was horrific. Uh, so yes, it is rubbish. So what are the alternatives that people use? So we are going to do it the old-fashioned way. So essentially, uh, doing an old menu is the other is the best yeah. way of doing it. Like the old menu interface in the back end, or even in the customizer was pretty good. Like it did a really good job of creating a menu for me. And actually what we found out is if you if you register a, an old style, I don't know, you maybe, do we call them classic menus now? I don't know what we call them. Yeah, let's let's coin the if term. You register classic, menus, a classic yeah. yeah, if you register a classic menu in the normal way, they just come back. That's all you need to do is just register a menu or a menu area as they're called. 
um, and those menus will, will reappear in the back end. So what you then need is you'd need a block to actually add to mm. the page to choose a classic menu. So there's a few ways you could do that. You could obviously build one natively if you've got the skills to do so. I'm actually going to have a stab at that. It's been on my list this week to do. I've never got around to it yet. Yeah. I don't think it'll be that hard, but they always are when I have a go at them. <laughs> <laughs> so I can imagine it being more time-consuming than I actually think it's going to be. Yeah. Obviously, you could create one with something like advanced custom fields blocks, um, you know, getting a list of the registered menus and allowing the user to choose which menu to, to show in, in sort of a select input, something like that. That would be great. Um, you could also build a short code that lets you sort of pass a menu name as a, as a parameter and then use that in the full site editing uh, system. That's another way of doing it. So there's quite a few options. But like, as I said, I think we're going to go for the building sort of a, a block, to, to a native, is native the right word, block, Mm -hmm. um, yep. to actually choose a menu and then register it in the old style way, um, which will give the user the old style appearance menu section to actually construct their menu and make the changes that they want. I thought that was a pretty good menu system. It's, yeah. it's, I'm kind of surprised at how much of a step back the new navigation block was. I found it really terrible. Um, there's a place, like there's a button within the interface, for example, I think it says something like manage menu. And you click it, and it goes to some like old school WordPress admin area. And the only thing that you can do is change the name of it. Like you can't manage it at all, <laughs> except it's give it a new name. It was totally bizarre. Like I just, yeah, I found it felt like a it felt like an afterthought. I'm sure it wasn't. Yeah. I'm sure there's technical difficulties and there's a plan, but yeah, really, really poor experience. I wonder, Mark, if it's worth just talking very briefly about how we did a mega menu for a client because I thought that worked really well and I don't know if that's something that you could do in full site editing somehow. I mean, you could. But what yeah. we ended up doing is um, registering our own post type. I think it was called menu item or that's something right. like that. And for each of the top level menu items in a menu, so the ones that you see in the horizontal bar, um, it would, you'd have your own kind of like post stroke page edit screen. Uh, and it was, it was block enabled. Um, and what you could do is you could either like give that a link just in the sidebar, wasn't it? And if, if you gave yeah. it a link, that was, that was a page. It didn't have a mega menu. If you didn't give it a link and you added content to the kind of block area, whenever you hovered over the item, it displayed that block area and it actually worked really, really well. So we ended up doing like uh, Gutenberg uh, well, block, you know, column blocks uh, yep. to create the, the mega menu columns. And then we just added lists of links. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a really, really tidy solution for mega menus. It's not something that we've kind of packaged up in any way and released, but no. um, it's something that people some could give a go. It had some challenges because we had to make it the selected item when you when you're actually on a page. So the That's user right. had to sort of choose which page it should be, the or which pages and posts and post types it should be the selected item on. Because it was a mega menu, it contained like content across different post types and pages. So yeah. the, the, the client wanted to make it sure it was active when the user was on any of those pages. So they've got a little selection uh, tool in the admin where they can choose all the types of content that it should be the, the active menu for, uh, that sort yeah. of thing. And then like he said, it's, it just has a, a link uh, where you can paste the URL in, essentially, 
Uh, and if that's present, it, that's all it does. It just makes makes the the title of that particular menu item a link to that thing without being yeah. a mega menu. But I think we, we looked at those plugins, didn't we? Like the I can't remember what they're called. I think Anthony mentioned one in his his comment, his question, which was like Max, Max Mega Max Menu. Mega I can't remember that's yeah. the one we looked at, but it was a few Mega Menu plugins, and they were all just like super complicated and not really what we wanted. So it would be a bit of a um, it would have to be a step of making it easier or simplifying it or stripping mm. stuff out or adding stuff to it. So we just decided that this would be a decent uh, idea to do. And I think it came off the back of one we did a couple of years ago, which was very similar, except we didn't have the block editor back then. Yeah. And actually the block editor made this nice and easy because you could lay out the mega menu with blocks and columns and things, uh, mm. which is great. And I don't think we did this, but you could quite easily give a template for what a mega menu should look like. So when they yes. click on new menu item, you could already have it laid out in three columns with headings for each column. Want that third column, for example. Yeah. Um, and, and lock that sort of down as well. So that'd be a really good idea. Um, I don't think we did that. I might be wrong, but anyway. If, they, if anyone wants to take a look at this solution, um, if you go to fraserjones.com, so F-R-A-Z-E-R, Jones, J-O-N-E-S, Dot com. It's on that, um, so you can have you can look and inspect inspect the code and kind of see how that was see how that was put together. But yeah, that's that's how we did it. Worked yep. worked really well. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's good. But uh, yeah, certainly menus and navigation is is not great in the full site editor. So uh, it needs to change. I'm sure. Well, everyone's basically saying the same thing. So I think it's obviously going to have some improvements. But these things take time. Yeah. So we've just got to be a little bit patient and come up with solutions in the meantime. Which hopefully those suggestions. Have helped, so we'll see. Yeah, thanks, Anthony, for the question. That was, uh, that was, a, was a good question. Hopefully, that helped. I know it's not like we don't have a, a solution that's just like install this and all your problems will go away. But uh, and if anyone does, if anyone's come across a a plugin that really levels up the menu system and and WordPress and full site editing in particular, we'd love to hear about it. Um, stick it in the comments or send us a tweet or something like that. Yep. Cool. Um, Let's move on. A couple of comments, which is oh good. yeah, go for it. Um, yeah. So, uh, Xlam says, yeah. How would the navigation block work for complex uh, menus and mega menus? I guess the classic navigation that we just talked about doesn't really handle those. So you might have no. to use plugin, like Anthony suggested, or do something what we've done. Uh, Peter says, hi, just popped in for a look. Um, hi, thank I you very much for joining <laughs> us. Hopefully, you're finding something interesting in the show, and you'll come back. And Tony uh, said that I've had some nav pain this AM. I like the sound of adding uh, a nav area to get around these problems to go back to the classic menu system. So I think that's uh, yeah, that's the best solution that we've come up with yeah. in terms of fixing this in the short term, at the very least. So certainly worth yeah. considering. Yeah. So yeah, that's the question. As we said always, if you do have questions for future episodes, let us know because it'd be really good to. Uh, we've got to we've got another one right now from Silly. Um, do you? Apologies if we're pronouncing that wrong. I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce that name. But um, do you already use FSC for your customers? We are in the middle of building our first FSC powered website, um, which brings us nicely into our next kind of topic. It does. <laughs> so one of the challenges. Um, this is a. This is just a kind of discussion point. We don't actually have an answer necessarily. Um, but I was chatting to a client the other day. So we're building this full site editing theme and I've been working locally, like just building building the site. Uh, so 
And we were so, we so said, and when you say building the site, you mean in the site editor in the WordPress admin, yes. using the yes. block editor to build the site editor. The templates. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I've been doing all of that locally as much as I can, and then just adding the CSS I need um, that I can't achieve. Um, so that was all going very well. And then we talked to the client, and she was saying, uh, you know, when can I get access to start adding content? And I was like, okay, yeah, well, I'll just kind of uh, export uh, and import what I've done locally in, onto the uh, staging site. Uh, we should be good to go by the end of the day kind of thing. And I think you, you were like, whoa, hang on. Uh, I don't think this is going to be quite so straightforward this time because unlike when we're building kind of more traditional themes and I've committed all my kind of theme changes in CSS and I just like push it, uh, push it to develop or, uh, or main and then it, you know, automatically gets deployed and then all those changes are, are there on the on the live or the staging site this was this is a little bit different because a lot of my changes are actually database changes and not not code changes um, and we had a quick look and you can you can export okay mark you, you you actually kind of had a quick go at this earlier so what what did you come up with as the so as the way we're going to go about it so with a, with a full site editing theme you've got obviously templates in the theme which are actually now html templates they're not php although you can have php templates in that override things but we'll leave that for another time so the html and the reason why the html is because they're just block markup with with block markup comments essentially and what what we've done um as part of our build is we have added additional templates. So one of the templates that we're building, it's a recruitment site. So we're building a job archive, which is the job listings page. So that's a new template. So using the site editor, you go in and you say, I want to create a new template. It gives you a list of options that you can that you can add that aren't in the theme currently. And as it's detected that there's a jobs post type and it knows that the theme doesn't have a job archive template, it gives you that option to choose that one. You can also create custom ones that you can assign to pages, for example, and posts. So we've added the jobs template, and then Keith basically used the block editor to build that out in terms of like doing yeah. a query loop and, and outputting all the content, et cetera, et cetera. Now, what happens when you save that is that gets saved in the database. So it doesn't actually get saved as a file in your theme. So it's sat in the database um, mm-hmm. of, of that particular site. And as Keith's working locally, it's just sat in his local site. So I think what you were thinking originally, Keith, is that you would go into the live site or the staging domain, whatever we're using, and actually do exactly the same as you did in the site editor in the live site. But I remember that seeing that there was uh, an export feature. So once you had built your site in the site editor, so you'd then have a mixture of database templates and that have been customized or added, and ones in your theme, you could then export that into one theme package so that everything was actually a physical file template, HTML template in your theme, which you could then push to the server, and that would have all the templates in. So I think that's the process that we need to get used to to working with, whereas previously we'd just be writing PHP templates, committing the code, pushing it, and then, hey, presto, it's on the server. Um, so we don't really have a workflow for that yet um, in terms of how that actually works, but that's something that we need to work out, and that's what kind of caught us out a bit in terms of we thought this would be really quick, but actually um, mm-hmm. it's just different than what we're used to doing, so it, it's going to take some time to get used to how to do that. 
So I, I, I think we were chatting this morning, but I think the solution might be that what you do now is you get your local site ready. So you've, you've made the changes to the templates that you want. Any customizations to templates are also been done. And then you basically say, right, I'm ready for export. You export that. WordPress gives you this theme uh, with all those templates in, with all those template parts in. Then what you can do is we can commit that to our repository and push that to the server. So that's our theme, which has got all those templates available. And then in your local site, you can then go ahead and remove the customizations you've made locally from the database because you've now got them in your theme. So they'll automatically be there as well. I think that's the best way to do it, yeah. but I'm probably wrong. So if anyone knows better, then let us know. <laughs> and uh, I've just made a note to follow up with this next week on the yes, next week's show. We can, we can say how kind of how that went. A couple of comments on this particular topic. Uh, so Dean asked, do you use any type of database sync between local and staging, even before full site editing, um, adding media pages, et cetera, within local development? Um, no, I wouldn't say a database no. sync. No, no. so usually to... I've not found we need that, to be honest. So, for yeah. example, if, if, if we're building out some features on a single post template, so it's, it's changing, you don't need all of the latest posts from the live site to actually do that work. You can do it without yeah. having the latest content, if that makes sense. There are times when you probably may want to sync things, uh, and if so, like settings like plugin settings and things like that would be useful. Yeah, we haven't really synced them for that. We've no. just generally set it up. It depends. Sometimes we've done like a pull of the live site back to to local or to staging because we need like a copy, and to do yeah. that, we usually use WP Migrate from Delicious Brains, who it may or may not be WP Engine anymore. Can't remember. <laughs> um, that many different acquisitions going on. Uh, that's really good for doing that. You can pull that content in and do it that way. Um, but other than yeah. that, no, there's never never been a direct sync between databases for local staging live, etc. Uh, I just haven't really yeah. found that we need it. I, th I think there's probably there's probably certain types of website where that's super useful. But we've built fairly big websites and never really felt the need. I think we yeah. used to do more of that than we do today. And actually, sometimes it just ends up complicating things. So yeah. We like, we like to avoid complicated things as much as yep. possible. Um, some good questions here from Peter. Uh, thanks, Peter, These, for future episodes, how to improve the speed of my site. Yeah, we could talk about that every week, couldn't we? Um, <laughs> completed WebP images, et cetera, but now trying to remove redundant CSS and redundant fonts. Elementor Pro and Astra theme. I think the answer is in the question. Um, Elementor and Astra. It's just, they're kind of, you know, those are everything to everybody solutions, uh, and yeah. therefore they are going to be bloated. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's a really clever way to remove the CSS you don't need, but you can imagine, you know, the people behind Elementor and Astro are trying to build a system that can do anything. So you're going to need a lot of code. If you need something more streamlined, you know, you either choose something a lot more lightweight or go go down a custom route. But very interesting question: like, is there is there a way to take something that is bloated like that? Uh, are there any plugins out there that can kind of strip out what isn't used? Uh, like I know, I know in the um, uh, Chrome, like down, like the Inspector, there's a coverage tab, 
which is really, really interesting. So you can see what percentage of your JavaScript and CSS files are actually being used on that page. But I don't know if there's any clever solutions out there that can turn that information into a new CSS file. What That's what you want, like something that can work kind of almost on the fly. Uh, yeah. and say this page needs this CSS, so I'm just going to include that CSS. Um, what would be good? Be they may well do this. I don't know. It'd be good that you can turn things on and off, and that turns off the CSS as well as sort of the the admin panels. I'm just I don't know whether this is the case, but like if Astro Theme comes with like its own testimonials post type to do testimonials, like turning that yeah. off in the admin would be a great option, and then it also actually doesn't enqueue all the CSS for that as well. I don't know whether mm -hmm. that's an option or not. Yeah. I was looking at yeah. um, sliders earlier this week. We were looking for a slider that wasn't jQuery. We got lots of suggestions on Twitter, actually, which was good. Um, and a lot of those now, with that sort of thing, so they're very modular in the way in which you sort of like request them. So you don't, you're no longer just pulling in the slider JS and the slider CSS. You just get everything, and then if you're not even using pagination mm. or you're not using dots, you get them anywhere. They're very much like yeah, pick and choose, and then you just get what you you just load in what yeah. you need, which is good. So yeah. it's cool. Oh, loads of questions today. I love this. It's good. Yeah, it's great. Thank you very much. Um, where are we going to next? Uh, Tony, I think. Oh, no. Lucas says, thanks for doing the content. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for yeah. joining us. Thanks, Lucas. Uh, so, Tony, I haven't read this yet, so I don't know uh, what this is going to say. My workflow with HTML templates is to switch to code view when I'm done and save that to the correctly named file in the templates folder, then delete reset the mods in FSE. Yeah, I think that's a similar thing, except I was just talking about exporting it. Um, and there is an export function. I think that's your next question. <laughs> is that part of native WP? Yeah, if in the site editor, if you click on the very top right-hand side, there's like three dots, which where you can choose full screen mode or, or switch between visual and code. There's an mm -hmm. export button in there, and it'll just literally download a zip file of your theme with all the HTML so, files. Yes. Yeah. Um, Sander, in the top right of full site editing, you have the meatball menu and toggle to official code. I, that's exactly what Mark just said. I think I copy. No, it's not. Um, so Sander says, in the top right of the full site editing, you have the meatball menu and toggle between visual or code editor. I copy the code to an HTML file and commit that after I build a page template. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah. So that's that's what Tony was saying, kind of the first time, first time around, um, and then Dean. Uh, saying to Tony, create block theme, the end of all WP themes. Interesting. Really, yeah. Okay, we need to have a look at that then. Yep. I haven't, I haven't used or really know much about create block theme, so I'm, I'm really interested as a kind of theme developer who's rapidly losing his job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love how our, our, um, our comment system here that come up, it doesn't like shows emojis, but it like writes them out. So we've got like face purple crying. <laughs> Next yeah. green game over. <laughs> yeah, it's great. The emojis would be better to be fair, but that that is yeah, that is quite funny. Uh, Sander suggests flickety slider, uh, which I think I've used before actually, um, or certainly come across it. Um, this is good from Alan. Thank you, Alan. Toolkit for Elementor is what you're asking for. I bought and installed it, but not started using it quite yet, so can't say more. Great. Let's. Uh, yeah, I presume that's definitely the modular check thing, that is it, that we we're mentioning. Yep, cool. Yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds cool. Um, lots of thanks. Uh, Swiper, what's that? Is that a? That's a slider. slider. I looked at that as well. Yeah, it's, there was glide, glide, yeah. swiper. I can't remember. The, there was yeah. about three or four I got mentioned, uh, which was certainly worth looking at. 
Yeah, cool. Um, what's Mark saying? There's a plugin for that. Just trying to find it. What's he? That's a plugin which right back adds... to theme folder. Yeah, clear database. What I was saying, That's... so you make your changes and then you say put these in my theme and clear them from the database. That would be really good. Yeah. Okay. So what? There is a plugin that does this, or these? That's Not a suggestion for a plugin. I don't know. I think he's suggesting there is one. Okay. Just trying to find it. Find what it is. If you find it, let us know. It'd be good. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And then Tony says, "I'm just loving all the all the interaction today." Tony, uh, before your next subject, is anybody going to the London WordPress meetup next week? I hope to be there. Ugh, I wish. I wish. Can't make it. Yeah. It's a bit I, far I was, for me. Yeah, it's a bit far for you. But I, I saw that uh, hit my inbox. I was like, yes. And then no. Unfortunately not, Tony, but hopefully there will be some others. Looks like Xalams is going. Uh, that's super yeah, cool. Definitely. Yeah, hopefully I would check it out if you're in the area, for sure. Be nice to get back to some in-person meetups. Um, we're going on a bit today. This is uh, stretching our, our time scales, um, but we had one more little kind of topic, and it's kind of, well, potentially controversial topic. It was certainly controversial on Twitter when we saw it. Uh, we became aware, I'm not going to name names because I don't, I don't want to, that's not what this is about. Um, but we saw, we saw a conversation where it was suggested that you couldn't or shouldn't maybe call yourself a professional WordPress developer if you didn't know how to build native blocks. And the two of us strongly disagree with that sentiment. Um, any thoughts on that, Mark? Well, just because you don't know how to do one aspect of something doesn't mean to say that you're, for me, it doesn't mean to say you're not a professional at that thing. What does professional mean? For me, it means you weren't living from it. Mm. And we do. So, you know, everyone's different. Everyone does things different. Uh, and that's fine, I think. That's good. <laughs> um Yeah. So that doesn't mean to say you're not professional and you're not, you know, worthy of that title or, or whatever. I, um, think I don't think that's fair. There's, you know, there's an argument to at least be made that as a professional WordPress developer, maybe you should be able to do it at some level. Should is a strong word, though. But like, you know, it is how WordPress is built these days. So if you are going to build and develop on WordPress, should you be able to do it? I don't know. What do you think? I think it'll help you if you can. Yeah. For sure. Why? Why? Of course it will. Um, but I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I, thought, I think that's up to your clients to say whether you should or not really. And then if, if they don't, if you can't, then they'll go somewhere else, won't they? And then you'll mm. think, yeah. I don't think we should be saying people should, should yeah, be able I think to do something. It would be this, advantageous this is... for you if you learnt it and could do it, for sure. But but would it necessarily even be that? No, like, no. I'm sure it's not going to make sure you worse, there's... though, is it? It's not going to make you worse, no. No, it's another string to your bow, another arrow to your quiver. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, yeah I, agree with, I agree with that, but... I, I mean, there must be so many ways that people build WordPress the sites these days. Like, and they're all like, just because the block editor came along and did its thing doesn't mean that what came before it was a terrible solution for everybody. 
like people were very creative with how they started to use ACF and uh, and, not, and not just ACF, like other kind of like pods and things, I think was one of the other ones, other kind of meta style frameworks. But yeah, I, I just, I just feel, and I, who, who agreed? Yeah, Axlam's agreed with me here. It's kind of like a, feels like a kind of gatekeeper type comment. Like you're not good enough to kind of join our development club. And I just feel yeah. like there's, there is, a, in, in all of life, there's spectrums, aren't there? there are people, yeah, there's people right. at one end of something and there's people at the other end of something. And usually it's a bell curve. And I feel like the people that are saying that kind of thing are right right at the end. You know, they're, they're at one end of the spectrum and, and they're not necessarily like in touch with that vast majority that sits in the middle yeah. that are doing things the way they were doing things and and getting by and, and actually delivering to, good results. Like, Yeah, there's lots of people doing great results using pods and ACF and all sorts of other solutions, Elementor Pro and whatever. And the stuff they build for their clients, the clients like it. So, yeah. like, where's the problem? You know, if the client knows what they're getting and so forth, I just don't, I don't see if there's any problem with that, you know. I think I, I threw this analogy at you before, and it's like you have, like, professional footballers at loads of different scales and, and, and ranges. You have, like, league, league Two professional footballers, and then you have Premier League professional footballers. And it's a bit mm. like the Premier League footballers saying, well, you know, those League Two professionals, oh, they're not, they're not training like us. They're not using the, all the systems that we use. So they, they, how can they call themselves professional? Yeah. But they're still professional footballers. They're still earning a living from playing football and doing the best they can. Yeah. And, yeah. And is that wrong? <laughs> you know, yeah. interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, I think I, I pushed back and I said, um, you know, I'm a professional developer and I don't, can't build native blocks and... The person in question said, "Well, you can build native blocks because I've seen you build one." And that okay, fair, fair point. But does that mean that I only became a professional developer at the moment I learned how to do that? Like, what was I before that moment? Just a charlatan of some kind? I don't know. It's it just feels. Yes, exactly. It just it didn't feel quite right. But I I don't think we should just. There are better ways to do things, without a doubt not everybody's there yet you know and maybe they never will be and that's also okay as long as people aren't being dishonest about their skills and the product that they're delivering it's okay to have this range of skills and abilities and price points might i point out uh because yeah, some people are working with very very different budgets than others um so basically the, the message i want to get across is don't feel shamed by not yeah, being sure. able to do X or Y or Z because there will always be someone that says you should be better at this, you should be better at that because that's their thing and they're good at it and they think everyone should be good at it. But don't listen. And that you're doing this wrong and you're doing that wrong. Well, you're not necessarily. I think Sander has a good point there. So it says transition takes time. You know, everyone's got to move to something else if they're using something. And why change a winning formula? Yeah, if you're if you're using ACF blocks and it's working for you, your clients are enjoying the sites you build, you're making money. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think it's always try and look at new stuff and better stuff. Exactly. But if it's working, then great, it's working. You know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, crack on. I think like, yeah, just don't feel any shame. Be curious about what's there. Find out about stuff if you want to, but keep doing the thing you're doing if it's working for you. Just yeah. like, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Um, just before we finish, by the way, it has worked actually, Keith. The Twitter we've actually put this live on Twitter today for the first time as well, and we didn't actually <laughs> know where it would be. Um, 
but it is actually on Twitter. I can see it on a page um, on the WP Cafe show handle. Um, nice. So, yeah, uh, and there is uh, zero viewers watching it, but never mind. Um, it, might, <laughs> it might appear in someone's feed at some point in the future, but we'll keep putting it on there because I think it's good to get it out to different platforms and different, yeah, uh, different places. It doesn't, uh, yep. it doesn't do us any, any more work to sort of push it to these different exactly. places. Before, before you go today, um, people uh, that are watching along live, please do give us a little thumbs up or like or whatever on, on YouTube. That would be much appreciated. It helps the algorithm, helps uh, spread the word uh, to other people who might be interested in this kind of thing. Um, yeah, so please do like, subscribe if you feel inclined uh, to receive more content like this. It comes into your inbox, so when we go live, you won't miss a show. Uh, or pick us up on the on your podcast players. Subscribe to the shows there. But uh, yeah, great to have so many people along today. Really appreciate it. it. Appreciate great. the questions and the feedback. Yep. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you then. Bye bye.